0: Apparently, we're just a bug podcast now. <laughs> I mean, why not?
1: Hello. We are here at Sun Sounds of Arizona in Flagstaff, Arizona. And welcome to episode 30 of Untamed Shrews Women Talk Theater, presented by the Flagstaff Shakespeare Festival. I'm Dawn. And I'm Becky. And I'm Hannah.
2: Today we are Shrew's only episode, so we will be discussing the joys of outdoor theater and playing a little game called Shakespeare or Taylor Swift. But first, <laughs> let's check in. Donna shaking her head. No, it is
1: so apt. I just, this will be part of my check-in. I just finished teaching a week-long aerial camp, and there were two groups of students, and the older group of students picked the Taylor Swift love story for their yep. routine song. Love it. And had no idea most of them, what happens in Romeo and Juliet oh. and or what the scarlet letter is. And oh. I was like, you do realize that two of the three references in this Taylor Swift song are tragic <laughs> stories. <laughs> and they are like, no. I was like, Prince and Princess, I'll give you because like, you know, happily ever after. But like, Romeo and Juliet. So I did like a yeah. two minute Romeo and Juliet and they were all like, but why? Oh, and I was like,
2: is Prince and Princess, me- is that a
1: Short? She's like no, that's yeah. just oh, like okay, her yeah. third reference. Yeah. She's she calls she calls them, she compares them to Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. She compares them to a prince and a princess. Okay, and then she says, um, so "I was so the, Scarlet. Letter. I was the Scarlet Letter. Yeah." And I'm like, "You were the Scarlet Wait.
0: Letter. What does that mean, yeah. Taylor?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, I mean, I understand not knowing Scarlet Letter, but they didn't even know Romeo and Juliet. Not most of them, but you have to
1: remember they're 10 and 11. So it's like, you know, it's right before they would have like gotten to it in middle school, which is usually where kids get exposed to middle school. One of the girls even knew who Hester Prynne was from Scarlet Letter and like understood the ending of Scarlet Letter. And I was like, well, that is an impressive thing for an 11-year-old girl. That would have been me as an 11-year-old girl. I would have been like, let me recap great expectations. Yeah. Um, <laughs> i
2: just rewatched easy a a couple weeks ago
1: <laughs> and you were like it's pretty yeah. Good. yeah yeah
0: yeah so Wait, anyway random side note yeah random expectations is the one where they randomly get on a boat right randomly get on a boat i remember, I remember reading now. that book and being like when did they get on a boat like um, i was reading I my study guide and i was like when did they get on a boat they're... i missed that oh I no just maybe that Mrs. was have a Wait, yeah. what are you- tale of two, in two cities. cities. Yes, absolutely. Oh, yeah. They do get on a
1: boat in Tail of Two yeah. Cities. Got it. Got it. I don't I mean, there's some dock stuff, I think, at the beginning of Great Expectations, but I don't feel like there's a boat. Anyway. Sounds about right. Um <laughs> all right. So that was just funny. So that was basically my week. I spent my week teaching Ariel to Tiny Tinies and it was a blast. Um, they're so fun and wonderful and um, eat a lot of candy, (laughs) (laughs) and I had a good time. Yeah, I was
0: supposed to be helping with that camp before I booked
1: this show. Yeah, we could have used you, could have used one more person for sure. Yeah, I would have liked to. And then, I guess, my big check in thing that I may as well tell the Ah! show crew is that I am three months pregnant. So, here comes baby number two. I didn't want to tell (laughs) anyone during first trimester because. Because I was not excited during first oh, trimester no. because Ooh. I was so sick. Oh, And it's yeah. really hard to be excited when you feel like rotting human garbage. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> it was really brutal. Um, I'm starting to feel better. So now I'm a little bit more like, oh, okay. I'm having a baby, I guess. This could be okay.
0: Um, so, yeah. yeah,
1: another December baby uh blake's gonna hate us for this when he's like yep. in grade school yeah. and his little sibling and his birthday is like 10 days after this <laughs> they're gonna get joint birthday parties uh, like, they're gonna get joint yeah. birthday parties for as long as we can milk that but yeah. also like christmas is then 10 days after that yeah. so yeah we might be looking at some half birthday situations <laughs>
0: when we get a little older That yeah. is. Quite the December. Or, or yep. because
2: they're only going to be two years apart. Maybe they'll just be super close and maybe, it'll be yeah. something like. Even when they're 15 and 13, it'll be like, yeah, it's our joint birthday. Like, you, you don't know what?
1: And that's like 90% of parenting is what you just pointed out, Becky. If I approach <laughs> it that way, they might think that that's how they should feel. <laughs> so instead of being like, you should hate this. Like, our child loves sleeping. And I honestly <laughs> think that one of the things is that, like, from the day he was born, Sean would always say before he put him down, you get to take a nap oh you get to go to bed instead of like it's time you have to he would yeah. always be like oh you get to take a nap lucky you and now oh, Blake's yeah. like night 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 like, like yeah. please let me go to bed yeah totally nice. yeah so anyway so that's a good point Becky I may yeah. as well just keep an op- optimistic <laughs> attitude about it <laughs> Yay! Well, yeah. so that's my check-in. Congrats <laughs> to you and Sean. Thanks. Woo.
0: Ooh, We're gonna new. be aunties again. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yay! <laughs> Best aunties ever.
0: I do love. I do love auntie life.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a good life. How's it going in North Carolina, Hannah?
0: Uh, it's good. This is my dorm room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, love a plain it, white wall. <laughs> yeah, love a plain empty dorm room. <laughs> Um, no, it's good. Um, so, I mean, I feel like I told everybody, but I'm here in North Carolina working with Sweet Tea Shakespeare, doing Shakespeare in Love with Jim Warren, who was on one of our early episodes. Um, he's directed for us before, world-renowned Shakespeare director, uh, founder of the American Shakespeare Center, a big deal. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So it's been great just to work with him again. Cause this is like, I don't know my fourth or fifth show with him. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just like, feel like we really vibe now, like Jim and I really get each other. So like, it's been so nice um, because he really understands me as a performer at this point. So like, he knows what I'm good at and what I need more help with and like all those things. So the process has been a breeze because Jim just knows me so well. And I mean, Jim is just incredible. Also, today he was wearing Flag Shakes merch. And I was like, Jim, <laughs> like a guy after my own heart, um, which was cute. Aww, um, cute. That's great. Uh, North Carolina has been great. I mean, it's been hot a little bit and humid, but actually not that bad. Um, apparently it's been, it was kind of a cooler May slash early June. So it actually hasn't been that bad. Um, and I haven't announced it on the pod yet, but I have a boyfriend and and he just came and visited me here in North Carolina and was here and just left. So I'm all sad about that. Um, but he's great. And, um, hopefully many more good check-ins to come because he's just a really good one um yeah so he came to visit me that was awesome so the show has been great North Carolina has been great we I had some kind of big family stuff the last week or so but everything seems to be looking up now um so it's just it was kind of a stressful week or so because I was trying to prep for Jacob to come and also family stuff and also the show and also my <laughs> regular job that I'm doing remotely <laughs> And I was just like, I can't do all of these at once. But yeah, things have gotten better. So yeah, I if you find yourself in Fayetteville, please come see the show because it's honestly gonna be really good. I think it's one of my favorite shows I've done. Um, so yeah, also rewatch the movie. It's a reminder to see that movie because it's really good. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. I've never uh, seen the movie, yeah. so. Ooh. Yeah. Really, or I've never seen Ooh. it all the way through. Watch Party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's really good. And it's also, yeah. like, I imagine it, like, more recent, but it's from the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. Cause and it I definitely kind of imagine it? it as, like, yeah. 10 years ago. Yeah. 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 Very young Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. yeah. Young yeah. Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. Um, it's really good. So, recommend true crew if you haven't seen shakespeare in love it's really good yeah so watch that but yeah i'm good Yay, how good. are you guys
2: um i am good um i wanted to well i guess maybe there are two things maybe to update on like the update so <laughs> the last update i feel like because i talked about how i cut my hair and how i kind of hate it like i just don't feel like oh. myself Um, but I didn't give context like or context. Like I wasn't just like, I want to cut my hair. And then I did it. Like I, I was losing a lot of hair, like from shedding post chemo. Like that is something that happens um, for people who cold cap. And so I was just losing so much hair or I had lost more hair than I thought I had. And so when stuff started to grow back, I felt like I really couldn't do anything with it. And so it felt like once I cut it, I could at least, like, use styling products again and, like, Mm -hmm. have it at least look good. So I just kind of wanted to, like, I don't know, just mention that. Like, I just, I didn't need to, but I felt like I needed to
1: um I'm obsessed with it I know I I know (laughs) I know you weren't sold but like I literally am obsessed I was thinking about it in the car the other day because one time (laughs) I cut my hair that short and it looked so shitty (laughs) but But I'm sure it didn't no it really honestly it did but I didn't I don't have the curls they're so beautiful. thanks um
2: I mean that said, I still might shave my head before the end of the summer. <laughs> we'll see. I don't know.
0: All right. Yeah. Uh, and then that's so funny.
2: <laughs> and so, okay. So I have I've been out of town, kind of for like the past two and a half weeks ish. Um, my sister got married over Labor Day weekend. Yay. So beautiful. <laughs> she looked so gorgeous. Um, all yeah. of, there were three bridesmaids. We were in different variations of like sequin gowns and everyone like including um the people who like, who were working at the venue were like great choice like the yeah. like the sequins look great so it was yay. like oh cool yeah um and, and then, that's kind
0: of your thing anyways yes dress. yeah yeah
2: <laughs> which is so because it's also very much like my sister too okay, okay. so yeah and she helped me pick out that dress because i just did not have the bandwidth to do that and so i was like pam thank you so much and she was like oh this is fun for me like i love this and i was like yay thank you Um, so there was that, it was great to see family, great to dance, great to be, I was going to say great to be in Florida. The weather was nice. Um,
1: (laughs) (laughs) The weather in Florida was nice. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, and the people were nice. Yeah. Um, and then last week, so I am back with the Polar Express, um, for the 2023 season. Um, I've transitioned into an HR role. Um, so this will be my fifth season with them and I feel really good about it and I'm excited. Um, I feel like sometimes or you know how oh, it sometimes so you don't have
1: to order sandwiches anymore? No
2: more sandwiches <laughs> for me. Oh yeah. So no more <laughs> oh Yay. Yeah, I was like, I don't know. I feel like you I was were, telling everybody, I cannot do those fucking sandwiches again. But you're
0: no lady. You're no longer our lady of perpetual sandwiches.
2: But I was the first, so I don't That's know. True. Maybe we can work that in there. The primary lady yeah. of pre- perpetual, the lady original, of primary sandwiches. I don't know. Original saint of yeah. perpetual. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um so Uh, yeah so I yeah so it's my fifth season I did two years as a stage manager two years as the company manager aka Our Lady of Perpetual Sandwiches um and now I'm transitioning into HR for the season and you know how I don't know I feel like sometimes before I start a new job like the night before I'm just like so nervous because I'm like I don't know what I'm doing like I'm so nervous what are people gonna expect from me from like the first day like blah 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 and I just did not feel that way and I mean I'm sure it has to do with like I've worked with the company like yeah. many times before. So
0: yeah, yeah,
2: so it feels good. Oh. Good, yeah. And then tomorrow, I leave. so i've I'm back for like forty hours um in mm-hmm. between uh, when I went to Colorado to train. Um, and tomorrow I leave for um Washington State to do a kayaking trip.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: Cool. And I've never been to the Pacific Northwest, so I am
1: very excited for That's that. That's awesome. Yeah. We're, I went for the first time ahead. last summer and it yeah. really is incredible. Yeah. Take a mosquito repellent. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Okay. Uh-oh. I was in Oregon, so it could be totally different. Well, I don't know what it's like, like, you know. I mean,
2: I'm flying into Portland, so I can't, yes. I won't be too far from Oregon.
1: But that's kind of my life motto is just take mosquito repellent. <laughs> I hate those suckers. I'm like, I'm no matter where it. I'm going, I'm like, might there be mosquitoes?
0: Blake has it. Remember when you wrote like, his- my, my new, um... My new personality is just putting sunscreen on my baby. <laughs> my new personality <laughs> is just putting mosquito repellent <laughs> on my baby. <laughs> nice. so wait, wait, the wait. Other. Remember how last month we were just talking about fireflies for like 10 yeah. minutes? Mm-hmm. I have a silly firefly <gasps> story. Did you see one? Okay, so Jacob and I went to the beach, which is like two hours from Fayetteville. We're driving home at night and I see some fireflies off to the side of the road and I like scream that there's fireflies and there was like three (laughs) we didn't stop though we kept going we were driving along and all of a sudden there's just like we hear a splat on the front window (laughs) and then there is just a firefly whose bioluminescent guts are just on (laughs) thing And we're just like watching him, and like over the course of like a minute, his light just goes yeah. out, Aww. and I was like, oh, and no. I took a video of it, so I'll send it to you. Maybe <laughs> publish it on the Instagram, but it's literally just like. Like, we were so shocked. And this poor <gasps> firefly. Yeah. It's the only... We've only seen... I mean, I've only seen four <laughs> the whole time I've been here. And that was, like, the little group of three. And then the one we killed uh, <laughs> not And it was just so sad. But apparently we're just a bug podcast
1: now. <laughs> I mean, why not? Blake's super yeah. into them right now. So <laughs> I feel like my <laughs> life is bugs. Well, the cicadas are wow, are they a
2: symphony in town?
1: I think it depends on where you are. I haven't heard a single one. Oh, my gosh. And my uncle
2: said his backyard is like madness yeah. right now. So, Hannah, the front yard of the treehouse is, it's all cicadas. Like, wow. I get out of my car and I can just hear them, like, clicking.
1: I wonder if it's, if it's like, about what kind of tree you have or what kind of... Oh, anyway, yeah. yeah, we're a nature podcast. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Untamed shrubs. Um. <laughs> <laughs>
0: did you just say untamed shrubs? I yes. did. Yeah. <laughs> That's a funny yeah, you know. <laughs> Nice. Okay,
1: well, welcome to our nature podcast.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh,
2: well, actually, this flows pretty well with the topic yeah, of today. Actually, actually, so, right.
1: we're talking about
0: outdoor theater today. Yeah. Take it away. Take Speaking bugs. of bugs, because <laughs> one of my
1: first thoughts when we were talking about how much I hate mosquitoes was that Titus Andronicus we did... In the year of the mosquito in Flagstaff. And I had said it, I directed that show and I had said it like in this like weird, funky, almost like post-apocalyptic, but like really timeless kind of thing. But everyone was in like kind of like leather and like whatever. But they were all also kind of like very minimal costumes. So a lot of flesh was showing. (laughs) And Glenn Thompson and I... Hey Glenn! Um, we had to, uh, we had to, every single night before we would open, we had to fog the carpet oh. of the tent for mosquitoes. Yikes. And then I had to spray all the actors' costumes down and still. They all left stage every night with like twenty mosquito bites. But hey, I just want a disclaimer for audience who comes to see us outdoors this year. We are not next to that ravine, so it will not be that problem. We are yeah. up on a hill. <laughs> no, yeah, so no the mosquitoes. Outdoor are... theater. Yeah, but it's almost it's almost a joyous story now because we all laugh about it so much. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's become kind of like part of the flag shakes lore.
2: And <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know.
1: Flagstaff to have mosquitoes no, we so, don't yeah. every once in a while there's like a super hatch in that ravine by the museum okay. but it's literally we were at the museum for four years straight I think and we never oh. had a mosquito before that and then it was just like a cloud <laughs> of mosquitoes <laughs> came in we had tiki torches and candles <laughs> and bug spray and like ugh,
0: yeah <laughs> and yeah, the I remember the tea it just like the tiki torches <laughs> specifically the smell of the mosquito yeah. repellent was a citronella.
1: Like, team one with us mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah we have video of that show and everyone in the audience is just like oh, smacking no. mosquitoes off of themselves <laughs> but they stuck with us bless them for that <laughs> yeah but yeah. there are a lot of upsides obviously too otherwise we wouldn't do theater outside so yeah do any of you guys have awesome outdoor theater stories
0: I mean the one that immediately comes to mind I feel like I've mentioned on the podcast before and it's the story from midsummer 2 summers ago mm-hmm. and um it was the show that we did out um at the Pepsi Amphitheater mm-hmm. and uh Amy Bjorklund was playing Titania and Titania has that speech about the seasons about like bringing about the seasons and she, like, finished a sentence about the seasons and a, and thundercraft. And she just, yeah. like, looked up to the sky and, like, looked at Oberon and was like, duh. <laughs> and we were like, damn. Whoa! We're like, she did it! Yeah. She taught it!
1: <laughs> it's so cool. I think, yeah. like... There were similar ones during the first time we did um, Mackers here, and there was a there was like the first scene, not the first scene where the witches come out, but the the first scene in the second act where the witches come out. A, a thunderstorm started right <laughs> during their scene, and we had to like run inside <laughs> and finish the show inside. But the audience was like so wowed by that. And then I think my actual favorite outdoor theater story is. Um, when we were performing in Heritage Square, the worst of all places to perform. But it was a performance of Twelfth Night, and Noah was playing Festy, and he said the line, let the bells of St. Bennett put you in mind. And the church bells went off. <laughs> and we were yeah. like, no Amazing. way. And the audience <laughs> lost it, and it was so cool. But I think like all of those kind of tie into the bigger reason I just love outdoor theater, which is that it it makes an ephemeral experience more ephemeral like there it's absolutely unrepeatable and that audience Mm -hmm. that was in that moment with you no other audience is going to experience that the same way and it's just like it can be so magical and it can open up a whole different like meaning or relationship to a play that you didn't even realize before you were doing it outside and i just think that that's like such a cool reason to do theater outside yeah
0: so I have I think a lot of my outdoor theater stories I feel like I've already said on the pod but I have one similar where when I was playing Olivia she has a line about the clock abrades me Mm -hmm. and this was at school and like the school clock tower went off (laughs) um so similar but um I agree it's like and there's something specific about being under the stars and personally I really like an outdoor show at night, like matinees are fine, but I just mm-hmm. really prefer night shows. I agree. There's just something mm-hmm. about specifically Shakespeare under the stars. It's just like unbeatable. I don't know. Like you wrap yourself up in a blanket and I don't know. There's just like something about it. You have your hot cocoa or whatever. <laughs> it just feels like such a festive experience and it feels mm-hmm. so like, I don't know. I just feel like especially Shakespeare is just meant to be listened to. Under the stars, like there's just something about it. I mean,
2: what comes to mind with like stories of outdoor theater are just any times like the sun has been unbearably hot,
0: <laughs> or like
2: it just starts to rain, and at first you're like, okay, it's just a, a drizzle, and then yeah. like it just downpours. <laughs> um, Hannah, we were when we were doing the the tour in New York. There was one show where it just it just rained and. So I I think about that often because I was the one who either needed to make the call to keep going to keep going with the show or to stop it. And like looking back, I'm like, I feel like I should have stopped it. Like because it was just so there was just so much rain. But I mean, nothing happened. Like the actors were safe. Like Mm -hmm. the audience stuck it out with us. (laughs) But it's just like, I don't know. So, I mean, I guess maybe I didn't need to. But but, yeah, you just never know what you're going to get
1: when it's outdoors. Yeah. <laughs> and there is that whole other side of it that's not so magical, which is when you're the person making the call. And yeah. I, oh, I feel that so strongly, Becky. Yeah. yeah. It's really hard when you're the person, especially here where we get lightning and thunderstorms so frequently. Yeah. yeah. It gets really stressful to make a decision about whether or not to call a show for lightning yeah. or whether or yeah. not to, like, you know. So, But it's – yeah, you just can't predict it. But, but I've really found that audiences – um they're so much more invested in outdoor theater and so even like yeah. taking the gamble of like you know you might you might not see the whole show today or yeah. <laughs> you know you might have a 20 minute intermission at some yeah. point during yeah. your show while we wait out some thunder and lightning yeah.
0: i feel like audiences stick it out with us yeah. like
2: you might just be part of this journey like as we
1: keep doing the show and you're still here too. like i don't know yeah so- and nothing is more shakespearean i mean if you think about like you know, the Globe in London. And you think about the kind of weather that they have in London. And that was an open air theater. Oh, yeah. And it was just <laughs> like, people still came. They still watch the plays. And um, Christine, as Schmidla, would talk about working at the Globe that they've reconstructed there now. And it's the same thing. People show up and they stand in the pit for, you know, a two-hour play being drizzled on. And they're just like, I don't, I feel like it forces you to be more invested yeah. in what's going on. Yeah, you know, it's not like it's not like sitting on your couch and you can also be on your phone or like f- half falling asleep or like in a movie theater where you're in the dark and you can kind of like drift in and out. Zone or, out, like, yeah. yeah. Like if you're in a theater and if it's raining, like you're awake and yeah. invested <laughs> in whatever is happening. So I think it's yeah. really cool, and you know, especially for Shakespeare because it's how it was written to be done. Um, You know, some of his shows were definitely performed indoors, too, but they were both. You know, he was writing them for both locations, usually. So I think that so often the language references something that's happening outside. And, like, Mm -hmm. Hannah mentioned the clock and I mentioned the bells. Like, those sounds were happening in London, too. Yeah. You know, so, like, even if they weren't happening at the moment the character spoke them, They were part of the, like, everyday soundscape of Shakespeare's audience. So I think that they would have appreciated, too, the connection between the things and, like, really enjoyed having those parts of their everyday life (laughs) brought into the theater. Yeah. Is there
2: any indication or anything to suggest that any of those references, like, oh, now I hear the whatever bells, that, like, it could have happened, like, Shakespeare wrote it to be in time with whatever is there i have no idea (laughs) yeah
0: so um like supposedly the one in twelfth night is that way okay that olivia's line because it's kind of random olivia's line is actually placed because about the time when that line would come would have been on an hour Okay. Um, so supposedly it's possible. I don't know yeah. if that's at all true, but supposedly it's possible. rumor has it. <laughs> yeah, it'd be
1: really hard to time it probably every night, but yeah, or every day rather because they only perform two days, which is really funny because I'm with you, Hannah. I really enjoy. Outdoor theater at night, but if you think about it, all of Shakespeare's shows were just happening during the daytime. no one no one was enjoying outdoor theater at night in Elizabethan England. <laughs> that would have been quite the feat. yeah, but yeah, but I really I really do love it. There's something about the feel of it that is, uh, yeah, like you mentioned, just like so cozy and sweet and i I love doing it. And I think that also it, you know, obviously the state of our environment is a huge part of our lives right now. And so Mm -hmm. I think anything we do to connect our work to the environment around us is important.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It just feels like, I don't know, everything feels more real. Like Mm -hmm. even if you are hearing a very non nature, like sound, a motorcycle, a siren, so many of those moments that have happened, like they just sometimes happen at the most perfect moment and you like the Titania moment just get to like either be angry at the sound or use the sound or like the sound like gets you somewhere or like it creates a moment of silence that you needed or whatever like you just it's it's why we do theater and not film because it's live like you can never plan a motorcycle a helicopter um a thunderstorm a bird flying by <laughs> and you just never know because usually it's like somehow is like at the perfect Magic. time yeah. and when you're in a theater yeah. it's so curated when you're inside a theater the sounds are curated everything is quiet everything has been perfectly made so that there are no sounds mm-hmm. so you just walk in and I mean it is nice because when you walk in you forget the outside world but in outdoor theater it's part of the world you know, mm-hmm. which is just a different
1: experience.
0: Yeah. Another
1: thing that I've really come to love and appreciate about it since becoming a mom is how much it opens up the accessibility of theater to families. And if you see oh, our yeah. shows that are outside, like you'll notice we get a lot more families and it's just easier. Right. It's like fidget friendly. <laughs> if they use that term sometimes. Like There's like it's fidget friendly if you have a 2 year old or a 4 year old and they need to like run for a minute like that's great or yeah. if they're if you have a baby and they start crying like you can walk away far enough to like you know so it's not quite as yeah it's not quite as confined as the theatrical space where you where you don't have that room for like if someone gets rowdy or if something unexpected happens and as a now as a mom i'm like oh yeah i really appreciate that because I would feel way more comfortable taking Blake to an outdoor show than to an indoor show. Yeah. Because I'm like, I know, A, we could keep him entertained with bugs the whole time (laughs) if we needed to. And B, I know that it would be much easier for Sean and I to like tag team and like someone take him off and someone watch and someone take him off and like not not without disturbing the whole audience. Do you know what I mean? Because like Mm -hmm. in a theater, you have to like get up and walk out the doors and everyone's like... what are you doing but it does also open that up
0: and I think that that's like that's something I've come to appreciate more recently I mean if we have more fun stories let's hit up but also tips and tricks for those of us who are doing outdoor theater what it what makes it different and how can we do it better I mean like Becky brought up you know when we did that tour in upstate New York, one of the hardest things for me was that, I mean, I'm a desert gal now. (laughs) Um, and when I first went to New York, it was so humid and so hot that I just like, I remember every time I got up, I felt like I was going to faint because like Mm -hmm. I just couldn't keep enough water in my body. Mm -hmm. So I had to learn during that show that I had to drink like exorbitant amounts of water. (laughs) I was sweating it all out. I had to eat a ton. Mm -hmm, I had to drink a ton. I had to wear sunblock. Mm -hmm. I didn't even put on makeup. I was like, this is just, It is a TYA show. I am playing a fox. It does not matter. I wore no makeup. I like didn't even bother like straightening my hair or anything. Mm -hmm. I was like, it is going to be curly because it is humid. And that is just how it's going to be. So at least for me, like water, food, sunscreen, bug spray. Yep. And if your costume is not the costume given to you doesn't isn't right for the temperature trying your best to like modify like mm-hmm. i remember i did a production yeah set in the caribbean and it was in october outside so i like wore tights even though i was in it like yeah. as much as i could like try to add like warm layers and stuff i mean you can't really take off layers but trying to add layers is good
2: yeah well for that show um the new york one me and one of the other cast members, we were, oh, because following the Fox's storyline, we were in somewhere in Scandinavia and it gets very cold there. So in the middle of a New York summer, we were in like hiking boots and flannels. And I remember we had um,
1: uh Fans, what a yeah, yeah, fans like like the
2: portable fan staff.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I would say yeah. self advocate for that too. Like yeah. if your costume designer decides to set something in the Caribbean in October in Utah <laughs> outside, be like, I don't I don't know how this is gonna work for me. I think yeah. I spent a lot of my like younger years in theater thinking that whatever costume I was handed, like that was, oh, was what it? I had to wear and that was it. Yeah. And it took me a while to realize that like costumers are Lovely, usually, usually, <laughs> <laughs> <a> lovely, personable, <laughs> like very creative artists. And if you go to them with a problem, or more specifically with a with a solution to a problem, like, hey, I need another layer, hey, I need a pocket, hey, I need, like, yeah. they're very good at like coming up with and helping with that. It's yeah. honestly, it's one of the reasons that we do, um, that Jim does his shows in modern dress he wants everyone to be comfortable and then especially because we're doing outdoor theater to him that's even more important like he needs his actors to be comfortable Yeah. so like the more comfortable you can make your actors the better your show is gonna be (laughs) because if they're sweating or they're freezing like they're not giving their top performance um and sometimes there's nothing you can do people are gonna get wet or whatever but i think the advice you just gave hannah is like gold i think yeah. water food sunscreen <laughs> and bug spray yeah. are like those are the the standards yeah. um and then yeah just <clears throat> taking care of yourself during the whole like you know make sure you're getting enough sleep like yeah if you can move your body in another mm-hmm. way like that's not just the show mhm yeah. yeah all of those things i think are super important but i also think for actors i would say like it's a mindset too You know like you have to go into it thinking about thinking about it in the excited way you would think about a camping trip so like if you go into it thinking like oh man i'm gonna have to sleep outside for five days and like i don't have any modern conveniences and like you know this is gonna whereas you're like oh i'm gonna go camping (laughs) like and then all of a sudden all of those things that were like a bummer are exciting yeah i think that mindset can help so much too and so that's like the other important thing, and I really find that like the more actors experience outdoor theater, the more they come to look forward to those enjoyable moments and spend less time like worried about all the inconveniences of being <laughs> outdoors. And like it, for theater, I mean, theater companies should take the lead on making their actors comfortable. So like, you know, having places with shade. I know for we, we opened Duchess Amalfi at the end of May and it snowed. And it was like what the heck (laughs) so we got portable heaters for the actors and blankets for the actors and like filled the backstage with as many warm things as we can because it was like well this was unexpected (laughs) like we definitely (laughs) were not planning to make you perform in the snow yeah um but you know it snowed may 31st in blackstaff (laughs) so that's where we were but I think you know, like the that you get better at it as an as a theater company also, and we've gotten better at realizing you know we need to have this, and we need to not have that, and we need to do this, and we need to like make sure, yeah, actors are comfortable and backstage is set up and all of those different things. um but I think if you're ready for it and you're prepared for it and your theater company is, you can advocate to your theater company or they're already prepared, <laughs> then it can be the most fun thing in the world to do outdoor theater, yeah.
0: But Um, also some people just don't like it. Like we've kind of discussed that, Dawn. Like some people don't want to do outdoor theater and that is okay. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. Um, Some people Mm -hmm. are like, no, no, no. I want my green room. That is gorgeous. Mm -hmm. I want my this, my that. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, no, like outdoor theater is just different. I mean, of course you can still have a gorgeous theater, but you're in the elements. Like, Yeah. and please please don't audition
1: like if your least favorite thing in the world is to be outdoors please don't audition please (laughs) don't sign that contract like I I know it might be tempting but you will not have a great time and we will not have a great time and I can think of a couple Mm -hmm. of times when it's happened where we had an actor who just like should not have been acting outside it was not their thing they weren't they did not enjoy it, and um, and it 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 hinders the entire production. Because if you have one person who's in a really bad mood the whole time. So I would say, yeah, just don't, you know, it, it's kind of like how some actors are like, Shakespeare's not my thing. Okay, then don't audition for Shakespeare. And if outdoor theater's not your thing, then don't audition for outdoor theater. Um, but if you, yeah. you know, if you think you want to try it once or you know you love it, then I think, you know...
2: You it could, can be one of yeah. the coolest
1: things you do as an actor is perform outside.
2: I mean, I feel like you could probably make a whole career out of it. Oh, like, yeah. of just working with outdoor theater companies. Yeah,
0: totally. Yeah. I mean, most Shakespeare festivals are at least partially outdoors. Yeah. Yeah. If you do Shakespeare, you most likely know how to perform outdoors. <laughs> which is my next thing is, like, you do need to train yes. for
1: outdoors. like
0: Locally. Oh, yeah. Thankfully, like, when I entered the professional world, I had done a good amount of outdoor Shakespeare training, Mm -hmm. um, with at school. And that's just like, not what everyone has experienced. So like, I was like, let's go like outdoor theater, outdoor Shakespeare is like what I do. That's great. Let's do this. And some people are like, no, I am black box only. Like like, it's, it is a different type of, projection like yes. outdoor yeah. theater requires some pipes yes. so like
2: cuz there's nothing for the sound to bounce off of yeah. so yeah i i just remember like there's sometimes like during a scene where i'm like i feel like i'm projecting and i Feel like i'm kind of shouting but i'm not getting that like echoing back to me type thing so i'm yeah. like but i i think i'm i don't know yeah yeah
1: i think that's a i think that's the biggest thing as far as training as to how an actor can prepare is to prepare their voice and prepare their projection and there are, i it's actually one of my like pet peeves with theater at present is that there are so many actors who are reliant on sound systems. And even if you're not outdoors, you're going to encounter moments in your career where there isn't a sound system. Mm -hmm. And it is such an important skill to be able to project. Also, sound systems are unreliable and people's microphones cut out and things happen. Um, and so I would just say, like, do yourself a huge favor, find a vocal coach, find someone who can help you with projection, make that part of your craft, because honestly, you know, I've, I've, I've told actors a million times, I don't care how beautiful the moment you're having on stage is, if I can't hear you, I'm bored, the audience yeah. doesn't care if they can't hear you, you know, because a lot of actors will be like, well, I wanted it to be quiet because it's an it's, and it's like it just doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how it, how it feels for you if the audience can't hear you. And ideally, if you have good enough projection training, then you can marry the two. Right. You can find mm-hmm. out how to use that emotional depth and breadth and variation within your projection. But if you don't have that skill set, audiences tune out so fast. They tune out so fast if they think they can't hear you. And if they couldn't hear you in the last scene, then they're telling themselves the minute you step on stage, oh, I can't hear that person. Hmm. And they have and even like, they just have a bias about it all of a sudden. So that's, my biggest yeah. tip for outdoor theater is train your voice,
0: yep. Jim was just telling us the same thing. He was like, "If I can't hear you, it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. like what you're doing, however great it is, it just doesn't matter if I can't hear you, so yeah, you could be the best actor on stage.
1: yep, I'll get nothing Do out that. of your performance mm-hmm. if I can't hear you
0: <laughs> no welcome to the world of film <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yep.
2: <sighs> um I have an anecdotal story probably from like 10 minutes ago but <laughs> um no <laughs> during now re- <laughs> during rehearsals for the importance of being earnest um every now and then we would rehearse outside obviously makes sense and I remember there was this one day where I had my script it must have been like outside of the binder or outside of The binder clip, I don't know. But there was a big gust of wind, and my whole script just went flying. It was quite beautiful. And so, and like, now we're all scrambling to get the pages back, and I did lose some pages. But I, well, I and my fellow cast members managed to grab all of the pages of the scenes that I have lines in. Oh, nice. So I was like, oh, well, that was fine because
0: <laughs> I, <laughs> Cause I lost what
2: I didn't need. And yeah, miraculously, what knew. I did need. The yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. So
2: I uh, just wanted to share that because nice. I thought that was silly. Yeah. That's so,
0: silly. Or like when you're trying to rehearse outdoors and your script keeps doing <laughs> the mess. pages. Yes. So it's like ripping. So it's like your oh. little hole starting to get bigger and bigger so because they're like starting
1: to. Yep. <laughs> well, I hate that so I can't stand a ripped hole in a three-ring punch. Yeah. It drives me yeah. out of my mind. Yeah. yeah. I actually have those little circle oh, stickers that go on the edges because I'm like, yeah. I'm not gonna tape it shut. No, no. <laughs> nice. That's well, just like the weirdest thing. Okay. Well, I guess the the last thing about this, I'm just wondering if each of you remember your first outdoor theater experience,
0: seeing or performing. Either, I guess. Yeah, it could be either. So seeing, um, mm-hmm. I grew up in my hometown seeing Shakespeare under the stars. Most maze, Mays, Mays? most maze. <laughs> Sounds weird. <laughs> So in my hometown, we didn't have like a Shakespeare festival or anything, but the local university um, did one Shakespeare show a year. And it was always like the show they did right before the end of the school year. So as close to summer as possible. And it's in this big, beautiful outdoor theater. I mean, they had like they were very well amplified because it was huge. (laughs) Um, But you used to go. Every year, and I would bring my friends, and we would go as like a drama club or just with my friends. But we would bring snacks and blankets, and it was amazing. So that was probably the first thing I saw outside was like in junior high or high school. And then the first show I performed in outside—I mm, don't know—I did a lot of like musicals and stuff growing up. So I'm trying mm-hmm. to think. Honestly, my first show outdoors might have been for school, which was like a big like a learning curve because like my first show outdoors is like a 1200 seat outdoor globe replica (laughs) throwing you to the wolves yeah yeah, I think that might have been my first I mean we would like rehearse we would like rehearse and take classes outside but that's probably my first show was 12th night I think outdoors I'm going with that okay I truly
2: cannot remember Really? Yeah. I'm sh- I'm sure there must have been at least one that, like, my parents maybe would have taken me to, but I I don't know. Like, it may have been college was the first time yeah. I or er, saw an outdoor show. Yeah. And then I think it was post-college probably then when I first worked on an outdoor show. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. I can't think of a single outdoor show I did until after grad school. Okay. I think my first outdoor show was with Southwest Shakespeare, uh, and we did... Um, Much Ado About Nothing at Tilakapaki in Sedona. And it was gorgeous. (laughs) One of the best theater experiences I've ever had. Nice. Because it was just beautiful weather and beautiful setting, uh, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And I was completely in love with my co-star. So (laughs) (laughs) So that was nice. Had had all this stuff going on for it. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, I think that was the first one I performed in. And I must have been 28 or so. Okay. When I first performed in one, but I know I saw oh. my first Shakespeare I ever saw, I saw outside. Okay, So yeah. the first Shakespeare play I ever saw, I saw when I was 13 and I saw All's Well That Ends Well at the American Players Theater in Spring Green, mm-hmm. Wisconsin. And it's a gorgeous, huge outdoor stage. Uh, and that's where, you know, they have bug spray stations and they have <laughs> poncho, emergency ponchos. And I don't, I, yeah. nothing happened during that. We ushered so we could see it for free. And we kind of sat up on a grassy knoll and then we scoped like two seats that the patrons never came for that were like front center. (laughs) And so we sat in those for act two. And I just remember feeling, I mean, I remember, um, I still remember Deborah Staples was playing Helena and she was, she was doing the big soliloquy uh, at, at the beginning of act two and she I felt like she just walked straight to me and told me what she was thinking and feeling. And I had never had an experience like that before. And it's honestly what made me fall in love with Shakespeare, acting, and outdoor theater. (laughs) It all happened in one fell swoop. But then I didn't get that opportunity until much later.
2: Yeah. Oh, that's something. um, Oh, two things. I think the first show that so when I talk about college, it was also a Shakespeare show. Yeah. That they did outdoors on, like, the steps into, like, the theater. Uh, but the second thing is something, Don that you brought up was not to say that, like, direct address can't happen in a black box or yeah. in a traditional proscenium or whatever. Um, but, like, that direct audience address in outdoor theater is, feels like it's probably much more easier. And mm-hmm. it, so, like, that bringing in the audience um, – is also important in outdoor theater.
1: Yeah, if just feel even if you have a fully lit indoor stage and the actors can see the somehow it feels different outside. Yeah. It just feels oddly more intimate outdoors. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't I don't know what the what the magic of that is you know but there's really some kind of magic to that yeah and it does it and and Shakespeare I mean obviously Shakespeare wrote for the outdoors so of course his direct audience address works better outdoors like, <laughs> that's what he was writing for built so in <laughs> it makes
0: a lot of sense yeah. I just keep returning to the word magical there's just yeah. something about outdoor theater specifically outdoor Shakespeare that's just magical like yeah. I don't know, the like dusk, like the the <laughs> setting of the sun and then the change to the stars and yeah. the like epicness of Shakespeare mm-hmm. and the richness of the poetry. And oh, it's yeah. just, I, I just, yeah. I don't know. There's something about it that's just right. I, I just, yeah, it's magical. I think you just hit
1: on it. I, it's the epicness, right? Like yeah. all of the stories are so epic in scope. And of course that can only be mirrored by the outdoors. Like yeah. there's nothing, there's, well, I mean, there are beautiful architectural buildings, but we're not performing Shakespeare in them. Um, <laughs> but uh, nothing nothing else we perform in can mirror it in the same way. It can mirror that beauty, can mirror the scope of it. And then you're outdoors and you're looking at these gorgeous mountains and everything mm-hmm. is so just, yeah. you know, yeah. large and overwhelming. <laughs> and it's the same as the stories. I think that's it, Hannah, I think
0: you nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Epic. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like I could go on and on about rain yeah. stage stories yes, and yeah. lightning stories, <laughs> and like just all the, I mean, especially because where I went to school was YouTube, where yeah. the YouTube Festival yeah. is. So I saw for years in a row mm-hmm. dozens of shows a a year. So I would see so many shows that I would see so many shows rained out, lightning, bugs, yeah. just so many things <laughs> would happen. So I, I have so many stories, but. Yeah. I feel like what it comes down to for me is like just the vibe that outdoor theater has is just unbeatable. And I don't know, it's my preference for sure. And I also think like, just as a performer, like I'm so expressive, just naturally, like these eyebrows cannot be contained. So like (laughs) something like outdoor outdoor theater just like is right for me because like, like I was not built for film. Let's be real. Cause I'm just too expressive. Like, and I was built for outdoor Shakespeare because like, I'm so like, you, you have to be expansive yeah. because your playing space is expansive and you mm-hmm. have to fill a 1200 seat house and the person all the way in the back has to see you hear you understand you. Um, so for me, it's just like, it's my vibe. So I just love it so much. Um, yeah. Both as a performer and as a patron. Theater was the first time for me
1: where how loud I was was not a liability but an asset and the until i found theater the whole rest of my life people were shushing me you know it was like because i just naturally project and that's not welcome in a classroom that's not welcome in a church that's not welcome in a movie theater but oh lord do they love it in a theater <laughs> <laughs> so it was the first More time that i was like oh
0: this is an asset for me i can use this <laughs> gives us a new meaning to outdoor voices oh. <laughs> actually that would be a cute name for an like an outdoor shakespeare company outdoor voices yeah Outdoor voices okay yeah. when
1: you start your company hannah
0: who wants to throw me some money? <laughs> now seeking bene- benefactors. <laughs> yeah, now, seeking, now seeking rich people. <laughs> well, anything else we want to say about outdoor theater before we play this very silly game?
1: I mean, I I think I've seen a lot of uh, T Swift memes where she's singing in the rain <laughs> yeah, recently. Yeah. So yep. yes. I feel like she's yep. also an outdoors
0: girl. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, let's play I this know game. That poor lady. I'm so excited for this game. Okay. So here's the background story to this game. Okay. (laughs) Funnily enough, years ago when I did camp ministry, we used to play this game called Shakespeare, Shakespeare, Taylor Swift or Lamentations with the kids. And it was basically like we would say a phrase and they would have Mm -hmm. to guess whether it was from the Bible or... it's Taylor Swift said it (laughs) and then just the other day Becky sent me this reel on Instagram where someone was playing Shakespeare or T-Swift and I was like well now it's come up twice (laughs) like we gotta do it so we're gonna play Taylor's Shakespeare or Taylor Swift okay so what I'm gonna do I have so many I have 23 (laughs) oh my gosh that many but um I already played like a preview with Jacob and it was really hard so (laughs) I'm hoping that I can stump you a couple times okay what I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna read you the thing and then you're gonna each vote Shakespeare or Taylor Swift and then I'll tell you which one okay Okay. and I I tried to keep them like you know it's not like to be here yeah yeah okay okay all we are is skin and bone Taylor Swift.
1: I'm gonna go Taylor
0: Swift. Okay, right, Taylor Swift. Good job. Yes.
1: Oh, so excited.
0: Okay. <laughs> you did it. Okay. When I was at home, I was in a better place. I was at home. I was in a
1: better place. Do we know if these are like complete sentences, the ends of lines? <laughs> Who knows? I'm-, I'm gonna say Taylor Swift. Okay. okay, I can't scan it. I want to
2: say Taylor Swift, but I'm going to go with Shakespeare on this one.
0: Okay, it's Shakespeare, and it's from As You Like It. Woo! <laughs> okay. You are a wicked villain, despite of all grace. Shakespeare. That sounds
1: like Shakespeare.
0: Yep, Merry Wives of Friends okay. <laughs> okay, let me try to stump you. Let me try to stump you. Ooh, this is a good one. I'd meet you where the spirit meets the bones in a faith-forgotten land. I don't know, T. Swift. I'm going go to go Shakespeare. It's T. Swift. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> so, aren't these some of these hard, though? Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. The one like
1: so yeah, the one got me, but it's like, I wanted to scan it, but there's yeah. a lot of pros and as you like it.
0: Mm, right.
1: So. Yeah, yeah.
2: So, okay, because I, months ago, I saw a. Real or whatever where it was like how to write your own taylor swift song and it was like (laughs) it was like memories like details like Uh use your senses like colors Mm -hmm. stuff like that and just playing this game i don't know like shakespeare does that too like yeah Yeah. it's so it's yeah they work very like similarly i don't know yeah
0: (laughs) which is is why literally shakespeare or lamentations work because the bible is so So rich in like (laughs) Poetry and like wait. <laughs> okay. I want spirits to enforce Shakespeare. Shakespeare? Yep, Tempest. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that one's that one's maybe was pretty easy. Let's see. Oh, time, mystical time.
1: Shakespeare. T Swift.
0: T Swift. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Oh,
2: like Don knows way more about Shakespeare than I do. I need to just
0: hey, like- you got what I didn't get.
2: That's true. That's true.
0: Don't talk yeah, I feel like you know T Swift pretty well. Fair. And I do not know T <laughs> Swift very well. Yeah. We might be on equal footing. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Okay. This is a state of grace.
2: It's Taylor Swift.
1: I think I agree.
0: Yep, it's from her okay. song State of Grace. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it does span though. Okay. Yeah. This <laughs> um, is a state of okay, grace. Okay, how many more do we want to do? I have so many more. <laughs> let's how do me? two more. Okay, let's see. Is it romantic how all my elegies eulogize me? T Swift. How all my elegies. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Shakespeare. T-swift. Okay. It's from the lakes, which I don't recognize. I don't know know if
1: eulogy was a word. Uh, See, that's the other problem is there are just some words where I'm like, I've never heard, I don't hear that. Because like any author, he repeats words. I can't remember. Elegy, yes. Eulogy? I don't think I've ever heard that in a Shakespeare play. Christine would never lose this game. (laughs) Oh,
0: yeah. She'd be so good. Okay, okay. I think this one might be hard. I want auroras and sad prose.
1: <laughs> uh, I, I I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Swift again. I just yeah. I'm gonna go with Don on this one. I'll say T Swift too. <laughs> oh,
0: shoot! I thought I was gonna get you with that one.
1: <laughs> again, I don't I don't think Aurora is a word I've ever seen in Shakespeare. Okay, really. So I'm just mm-hmm. like I just, that that word threw me. Yeah. It sounds like it could be a, a name. I want to get you, it though. I want to get it's you. It's the name of the princess in Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. And it well, means but... Dawn. Really? Yeah. Oh, I I always start was calling you when Aurora. I was... <laughs> uh, thank you, please. Eighth grade me would be like, yes,
0: let <laughs> <laughs> that be my name. <laughs> so much more romantic than Dawn. Okay, I want to see... see if I can stump you. So I'm going to give you one more and then okay. we'll be done. Okay. okay? okay. One more. <laughs> Try to stump me. <laughs> this hope is treacherous. I Shakespeare. Shakespeare. Oh, I was going to say, I feel like this is T-Swift.
2: Go for it, Becky. Oh, well, I mean, I can distinctly remember a lyric where then she sings should... Treacherous. It might not be that one, but... You should go for it. Yeah, I'm
1: going to say T-Swift.
0: Wait, Don,
1: you cut out. What did you say? I said Shakespeare, and Becky said T-Swift.
0: Okay. It is T-Swift. <laughs> okay. And the song is called
1: treacherous. Nice. So yes.
0: See, you, and Becky you knew because you're treacherous. <laughs> there are literally a thousand more, so if we ever want to play Shakespeare or T-Swift again, there are ample opportunities. Okay, perfect. Good. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this month's episode of Untamed Shrews. I'm Hannah. And I'm Becky.
1: And I'm Dawn. Join us next time in July for an episode about summer repertory shows. Follow Untamed Shrews on our Instagram at Untamed Shrews Podcast and on the Flagshakes website. All episodes of Untamed Shrews can be found wherever you get your podcasts, as well as on sunsounds.org and the Flagshakes
0: YouTube. Please subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a review. Put us in your Instagram stories. Donate at flagshakes.org slash Donate. Become a podcast sponsor and buy Shrew Crew merch. Help support the Shrew Crew. This episode of
2: Untamed Shrews, starring Don Tucker, Becky Zeritzky, and Hannah Fonts. Show art by Calliope Ludecker. Podcast theme song by Caden Slam. Podcast produced and edited by Hannah Fonts. Presented by Flagstaff Shakespeare Festival and recorded with Sun Sounds of Arizona. Special thanks to our audio engineer, Bethany Williams. Yay! Yay thanks,
0: thank Bethany. you. Bye! Bye! Bye. <laughs>